Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Hello! Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? I'm Noah, and this is my wife, Liz. Hey! How are you doing, Liz? I'm doing okay. Getting there? Yeah. Good. Excited. We're being proactive today. We are. We're going to try to start recording our episode, maybe like even put it on the calendar. So we just get it done, get it out of the way. So uh, we're a little more consistent with it. Yeah, because we kind of fell off the wagon as we had talked about in previous mm-hmm. episodes. Yep. So we're so, trying to get yeah. back and uh, back on, on schedule. So, um, and today we're going to continue our series talking about the seven habits of highly effective people. And if you're listening for the first time today and wondering what the hell does this have to do with me quitting my job? A lot, actually, (laughs) because you're not going to, if you have a full-time job, you're not going to be able to replace your income of that job without being proactive and uh, following some of these steps and getting some of your shit together to be able to take that leap yeah exactly yeah and i will note too if you enjoy your full-time job so maybe you wouldn't be listening to this podcast but maybe by proxy someone you know wants to quit their job and is listening but if you like your job it helps with that too oh yeah so um even at one of my previous jobs it was recommended like a suggested reading for us Mm -hmm. to read this book Oh yeah, anybody who's in the, the corporate jungle, if you're in that if you're on that ladder to success or even if you're just trying to maintain whatever job you already have, this will help you be better at it for sure. Um so yeah, and it it'll it'll help you in your personal life too. And that's actually it's more focused on your personal life, but um just knowing how to prioritize things and everything that he's teaching will help you in any area of your life that you apply it to so yeah absolutely so habit one was be proactive mm-hmm. habit two was begin with the end in mind mm-hmm. and now and now uh, habit three habit three put first things first <laughs> <laughs> Are you, were you waiting for me to fill I, that in no, i was uh, <laughs> i was blanking a little bit because i was thinking about other things okay so yeah i kind of was waiting because okay. i was gonna have to think about it yeah that's okay <laughs> None of the habits are remember what you were just watching on YouTube. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so put first things first. And uh, in this one, so again, we're doing, well, actually for the last two, we were just watching the, there's like a 30 plus minute video on YouTube, which isn't exactly the same as the audiobooks I've listened to, but it's very, very similar. Um, and so how would it compare to the book that you read? Is it a lot, like, they cut a lot out? Um. Oh, gosh. Well, I couldn't tell you. It doesn't seem like they do, but I feel like at the same time, it would take me longer than 30 minutes to read one of the chapters. Right. So I don't know what he'd be leaving out in the speeches. Like, so the videos that you're talking about, they're like seminars. Like, he's like right. talking to a bunch of people and it's being recorded. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah, I, I think get... he, he used to tour and do the seven habits as, as yeah, oh, okay. like you said, like a business yeah. seminar. So... I don't feel like there's a lot being left out, but I don't have it memorized, so 
I don't really know. But because I'd already listened to it like one and a half times, and you've listened mm-hmm. to it four times, I don't think it hurt us to watch the 30-minute video of him. To no. Kind of... Yeah, and he basically covers all the... So there's... It's kind of... This one's kind of in sections. I don't know if it's been like that before, but there's like... There's like a visual stimulus or, you know, um, a visual component to it as well, which, you know, when you listen to it, you kind of have to visualize in your own mind or you can draw it on a piece of paper or whatever. Um, but so it broke down into what I felt like were kind of four sections. And this one, we actually stopped to write things down for you guys. Yeah. The other two, we could kind of get through without having to do that so much. But right. Yeah. But this one had a lot of key. visual aids. So I, I took a few notes. But so he first starts off talking about the difference between, well, he kind of describes efficiency first um, as far as uh, just, you know, getting uh, getting things done quickly. And mm-hmm. that's said, like the traditional paradigm. Right. And that's represented by a clock. And so it's it's all in the in the manner of getting things done. Yeah. Efficiently. Getting, efficiently. Yeah. That's the word, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but then he he said, what what about your personal relationship? And so he talked a lot about relationships in this habit uh it was mostly focused on relationships and how um all the most important things in your life are really based on relationships whether it's relationships with yourself or with uh some god or with your family or with your the people you work with or whether it's just you know everybody your neighbors quote unquote like people walking down the street and things like that but so he said think of a time when you were having a serious issue with your spouse and you tried to handle that that manner or handle that issue efficient, if efficiently, as in quickly. And how did that work out? And this is when he kind of transitioned into effectiveness instead of efficiency and talking about how effectiveness is more important, especially when we're talking about relationships. So yeah, he, so he kind of, he kind of transitioned into talking about relationships here. This is where he first brought it up. And then it basically became the core theme of the whole habit. And I'll be honest, that part I didn't remember. So I don't know if maybe in watching this it was i just caught on to it of how we said it and we're watching him say it versus yeah. listening to the audiobook but i i don't actually remember that sticking out in my head relationships yeah me neither um yeah so that was something new that i re- didn't remember mm-hmm. from the last time yeah it um, could have even just been a few sentences of emphasis that weren't in the versions we listened to or read yeah because i felt the same way yeah and that was like the common theme tying all the little sections together was your relationships which i like yeah and i was really glad to note that difference right and then yeah because when he talks about roles and goals later that i mean all your roles are basically your relationship so i mean that really does take a central theme so then then he goes on to talk about the time management matrix which we've referenced on here i don't think we've said the name of it but you mean as the time management matrix or right i don't think we've said that okay no probably not about it a lot yes we have which is your it's a it's a quadrant it's it's a square divided into four squares so basically like an xy axis running down the middle dividing it into four squares and then on the top left you've got urgent and on the top right you've got not urgent and then on the uh on the left side on the top you've got important and on the left side on the bottom you've got not important and basically everything that you do can be put into one of those categories Mm -hmm. and he talks a lot about this so can you list the four going from one to four so quadrant one upper left is urgent and important quadrant two in the upper right would be 
be not urgent and important. Quadrant three on the bottom left would be not important but urgent. And then the fourth quadrant in the bottom right would be not urgent, not important. Okay. And so I won't go through the whole spiel. You really should listen to it or watch it on YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. But he really emphasizes quadrant two. In fact, on the, the image he used, one, three, and four are all red and two is green because yes. that is that is where all seven habits take place. It's the quadrant of leadership, uh, preparation, prevention, everything important. It's where developing your relationships is. And so he really focuses on that. And basically he goes over how each quadrant can steal time away from the time you should be putting into quadrant two. Mm -hmm. um, so things like on this show, um, when I started doing research into cash flow investing and listening to podcasts and audiobooks, all that was quadrant two activity, um, determining which type of real estate we were going to get into, um, and then being proactive and actually beginning to do go through the motions of like sending out offer letters and things like that. That's all quadrant two thing. Um, setting up our IBC policy, our life insurance policies that we use to fund our business. That's quadrant two. Um, so. Wow. Better than I thought we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, and actually, so yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Like, I think part of the reason this year has been so hard it's because we've spent a lot of time in quadrant one and that's like he says that being beat down by quadrant one which to remind you is urgent uh and important but that's what can burn you out and it can drive you to quadrant four activities which is not urgent and unimportant which is like video games or netflix like things like that so i feel like yeah our our illnesses and uh you know taxes and then your car just broke down mm -hmm. and getting that fixed so those are all urgent important things like we need a car we need to be healthy so it's not we can't ignore the things going on but it takes us out of quadrant two i uh, you know it took me it takes takes time away from working on our business and working on our relationships with each other and our friends and our family mm -hmm. and, so, and it does drive you to quadrant four yeah. where you just want to do like meaningless stuff right right that can even if it's not netflix let's say yeah. but like if it's if it's something drinking a few too many cocktails no or <laughs> no i just mean things that can fool yeah. you into think you're being busy but it's busy work oh, it's also right. so on a job mm -hmm. it netflix wouldn't go in there but like busy work that's where the busy work answering is. unimportant emails yeah and reorganizing your desk mm -hmm. when it doesn't need it yeah deleting emails that right are hanging out well, yeah. maybe that would be... Well, anyway, you. I think they. we drove that point Making home. Making calls but to coworkers about non-business related things. Or, sure. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of shit you can do that's not urgent and not important at work. But yeah. So I feel like that's what January and a lot of February was for us is urgent and important thing. Which you think... I mean, so yes, they need to be taken care of. It's there's They're not avoidable. So there's urgent, unimportant things, which is like... Someone sending you an email, they really want you to get back to, but it's of no consequence. Like, Yeah, I was actually having trouble thinking of examples of the urgent, not important things. You're, you spilled wine on your dress before a dinner party. You're, let's see, you're, your second computer broke. Well, I mean more real, like, for us, not just, like, random examples. Mm. I mean, like, for us personally. So urgent, not important? Yeah. 
do you, do you think we encounter that? Ziri uh, left the house without one of her toys that she wants. Or um, what about things that are? So you you make it sound like it's things that are urgent as an outside thing. But I mean, can there be what things do you mean, as an outside thing? Well, like they're impressing upon the urgency, not us. Oh. So things that we think are urgent but not important. So for personal life or for a business? Either. So, okay, like for me, when I start a project and you want to do something else, but I have to finish the project because that's how I am with things. So whatever it is, you know what I'm talking about? You mean when you get focused on something? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So for me, that becomes urgent because if I start a project and I don't finish it like then and there pretty much, unless I know it's going to be a long-term project, I might not ever finish it. So like I, when I start doing something, I always want to finish it. And even if it's not important, it's like I pretend it's important because if I know I know if I don't do it, I won't do it. So like okay. that's an example for me. Okay. Like even like it was hard for me. Like I set out some things to we started making kombucha for ourselves again. And like I set some stuff out to do and we decided to do the podcast because it made more sense timing wise. But I, I still have an urge to like, well, I'll just do the kombucha first because I already set the things out. Interesting. It's like, that's so it feels urgent for you to do it. But. Yeah, right. It's, it's not important because you haven't actually got it kombucha. to a point where you can. If I don't start make it, it, then we just yeah. we'll have kombucha a day later or something. I don't know, like right, or yeah. just after the podcast, or if uh, or if Ziri brings me her Kindle and it's not able to sign sign into our wireless network or something, uh, I won't want to give her a Kindle back until I've fixed it, even though it's not important at all like so we probably went on a too long tangent about it but that's those are yeah. some examples for Thank me you. anyway yeah that's good yeah so so anyway he says to spend the t- as much time in quadrant two as possible um and the best way to do that is to draw from quadrant three and quadrant four uh, which are both not important so as much time as you can take away from that to putting into the not urgent important things, the better you set yourself up for the future and the easier it's going to be to uh, kind of follow through with the seven habits okay does that make sense yeah oh yeah for sure oh and he also says when you neglect quadrant two quadrant one starts growing and to remind you that's urgent and important so that's basically the the quadrant of putting out fires like like things that are urgent but they have to be taken care of and they are important so it's like uh a, you know a direct order from your boss that needs to be done today those kinds of things and the the less preparation and prevention you uh create for yourself uh spending time in quadrant two the more of those putting out fire situations you're gonna have so the less time you spend in quadrant two the more quadrant one grows so i have a question for yes. you um Maybe it's a sensitive question, but where do you think this podcast falls? Mm, I think, well, I think it falls in quadrant two. Really? I do. Yeah. I think it's important, but not urgent because especially okay. if we want to monetize this someday, we're putting in the time now to set ourselves up for success in the future. So I do, I have always felt that it's a quadrant two activity, although it teeters on unimportant Okay. But it's never urgent. I don't think. Well, I treat it as urgent if it's like the right. day before we're supposed to have it out or whatever. But yeah, no, um, I just mean like as an entity, not yes. like when because we like to get it out on Mondays, then no, it becomes yeah. urgent. No, but. I consider it a part of our like our future because I'd like to keep doing it and I'd like to grow it and, you know, make it a two day a week thing in, in the future at some point and um, grow our listenership and monetize it and everything like that. 
Okay, cool. So, yeah. Just wondering. And then the next, I don't remember. Do you remember what he called the wheel? No. I don't either. But uh, basically, it has six steps. So, the visual was a wheel. Not like a wheel right. like a car, but. Correct, yeah. Um, like a color wheel. <laughs> right. So, I, it's it's the six steps to basically pull the whole thing together. Yeah, or I was, yeah, was going to say so of how calls, you approach like doing something. So the first three goals or the first three habits he calls the uh, victory over self. So this is kind of the, the steps to follow to make sure you're accomplishing that and moving in the right direction. So I don't remember what he called it or if he called it anything, but. Okay. Well, what are they? So step one is connect to mission. So this is talking about uh, could be heavily related to the mission statement that we talked about in the last episode. So, like, what's your life mission? Which we did not do because we're so far ahead in recording this podcast. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't write our own. <laughs> I have a. I have a decent. Yeah. Grasp on what mine would be, but yeah, but anyway. I, I don't have it written down. But yeah, so connect to your mission. Number two is review your roles, and this is what we were talking about also when we reference roles and goals. So review your roles would be like he he talked about his relationship basically he said your roles are basically your, your relationships and he said so his number one priority was deity you know god um number two would be family uh for him he said number three would be neighbors and he and that's when he meant um basically strangers uh, he i says thought he meant broadly it means but okay it mean, but you, you think mean? it was strangers specifically yeah i think he's talking about other people that aren't family yeah our so, neighbors but that could be friends right Oh, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. So, that's all I was. Yeah, say. yeah, that. Yeah, sure. It's like strangers above my friends. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and then he he listed like uh, chairman, CEO, or something like that. I didn't write them all down, but basically, those are your roles. You know, or you could do well. You could say family, or you could be more specific and say spouse and father and brother and things like that. Um, but yeah, so those are your roles. So you've connected to your mission, you've, you've reviewed your roles, and basically your mission is what's going to tell you the order of importance of your roles, um, or at least assist in that. Uh, and then you identify your goals, again, driven by your mission. Um, so you basically say, okay, father, what are my goals as a father? And then number four, so yeah, one, connect to mission, two, review roles, three, identify goals, four, organize weekly. And so why did he say to do weekly? Because if you're tempted to only organize daily, then that's in quadrant one. You're only able to really operate on urgent, important things. Exactly. So he was like weak at a minimum. At a minimum, right. Yeah, and most he and other influencers like him will tell you to do weekly, monthly, maybe even quarterly and yearly. Um, so yeah, so you can have larger goals. So you're using your mission statement to identify and rank your roles and your goals in each. And then you're making weekly plans for each of your roles and goals. Um, and then number five is exercise integrity. And he went on to elaborate a little bit he said in the moment of choice which is what we spent a little time talking about the moment of choice is that instant between stimulus and response so he's saying when you have that moment of choice moment of freedom you're making your decision based on your your mission and your roles and goals and then finally six evaluate so at the end of the week uh, maybe as you're going and planning for your next week, you evaluate how you did that week and then repeat. Mm -hmm. So did you want to go back to that example we'd skipped over? 
Oh yeah, definitely. That's the famous thing I always remember from it too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the quadrants and the, so he brings the lady on stage. I'll try to be brief with it. And he has uh, two glass buckets, buckets sitting up. This is a weird glass bucket. Sounds weird, but I think that's they're plastic. Basically what they are, but he's got this jar full of tiny green beads. Or, okay, uh, well, that's stones. the bucket. It's not a third thing. So if you're going to use jars, then oh, use jars okay. all the way. I thought he poured it in there. It was sitting in there already, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. It's already full. Okay. The, the two glass buckets. Two oh, clear one. plastic buckets. <laughs> They're glass. You could tell by the noise. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Seems risky. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> so he, one is full almost to the top with little green pebbles. And he says, you see this in here? He's like, this is like every day-to-day thing. This is your emails. This is, you know, just this things that kind of clutter your time. And he said, this bucket represents all, all the time you have. And you can't go over the top of the bucket because you don't, that's, that's more than how much time you have. And then sitting on the table are these large rocks that say things like uh, family or vacation or a community service, uh, church and things like that. Things that also take time and, but they're large rocks. And so he has her try to put the rocks into this glass bucket that's already full of all these pebbles. And she squeezes a few in there and she moves the rocks around and things like that. And Tries to get as many in there. And then he says, you can use a different paradigm if you want. And he points to the empty glass bucket and says, you, you can use this too if you want. And she says, oh, well, I'd rather put the big rocks in first and pour the other rocks over the top. He says, well, you can do that. So she fills the bucket with the large rocks, maneuvers them, moves them around a little bit and gets them all to fit in there. And then she pours the small pebbles, which represent, you know, the cluttery unimportant unurgent things or unimportant sometimes urgent things uh and fills in all the cracks and he's and he says so what did you learn and it's basically you have to put the name of this episode first things first so your most important things your quadrant two things are what you have to schedule on your weekly planner and don't make exceptions for and all that other shit that's filling up and taking all your time will manage to work its way in there anyway uh and he said but you know what, if you run out of time, you've got your first things first, you've got your big rocks in there. So even if you can't fill all the fit all those tiny little pebbles in there, so what? Yeah, actually, I would really recommend watching that just so you have that visual of watching her do that. Because right. you do get a good sense of it in the audiobook, but it mm-hmm. just seemed... More powerful. Yeah, just to see that simple exercise on our screen. So I highly recommend that. Even if you don't watch the whole thing, that clip of that is a really good one. Yeah. And the whole thing is only 30 minutes, 33 minutes. So uh, you could put that in quadrant two and schedule it and block it out and make time to watch that 33 minutes rather than uh, watching. You can skip an episode of whatever your favorite show on Netflix is. (laughs) If you want to, you know, prevent, prevent fires in your future. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any other overall takeaways? I don't know. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't realize how relationships tied the whole thing together before. Um, So that was great. And it does make me want to get back to um, being more like we have a calendar. Uh, It makes me want to get back into a little more specific planning because I have like loose plans for you know, I want to go to the gym in the morning on like certain days and uh, I try to work from certain hours, but I've been getting kind of loosey goosey with it. And 
I don't want to use, you know, this year things that have been happening as an excuse, but yeah, I want to, I think I want to get a little more tight with my planning and stick to it a little bit better and actually maybe start plant like putting in some things like, I mean, we have date night and things like that, but mm-hmm. you know, um, at one point I had a time for like making calls to my family and things like that. And so I'd like to maybe work a few more things like that in yeah. and make those a little higher priority. So what about you? Um, yeah, I think even just jointly having our family calendar a little bit more, um, but, uh, I guess just practicing that more mm-hmm. is helpful. Um, cause I think we talked about how we have a tablet that's mounted to the wall that we use as a calendar, yeah. which is really great. Um, but and I have access to it through my phone, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause if anything, I have a better visual cause I'll be putting things on there that are relevant to both of us where you'll put things on there for yourself that aren't relevant to me. So mm-hmm. I don't need to know about that as much. So I think it's really helpful for, for you and I, when we have social obligations or, or if yeah. I have my own and we got out of the habit of that definitely because of how sick we got and how mm-hmm. sick I stayed. Um, so that I think would be really helpful to get back into. And I don't think would be very hard to get back into. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like we've just kind of been in survival mode. And for me, it's just been a focus on getting better and feeling better and trying to get back to work. So I, I would argue that what I've been working on has been that lately, but I'm hoping that once I'm feeling better the majority of the time that I'll not just be focusing on that. Like I'll be focusing on the quadrants as it relates to Mm. work Mm -hmm. and other relationships and not just like myself. Like I've just been in quadrant one. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said. So, so I agree. Yeah. Your health is important and urgent. So, yeah. So you feel like, yeah, just like I said, it's basically for both of us. We've been neglecting our Q2 a little bit and we're feeling the effects of that. Yeah. So, um, and I would like to do more of like a roles and goals thing because I haven't done that too much like you have. So Mm -hmm. I just know for me personally that that's a good exercise, even if it's a short exercise, like just to kind of quickly write things down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if, yeah, you could just do like, um, you know, personal family and work or something and just mm-hmm. like one thing you want to do for each weekly or something. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be super involved. So. But yeah. And then so from here, we're going to transition into kind of the next half of the book, right? Where yeah. It's... The first three are the private victory and the second three are the public victory. Yeah. And then the third one is basically... It, it's called sharpening the saw. It's basically make yeah. sure you don't lose what you've, you've gained. Yeah. So I, I already, I know I'm more familiar with these first three because I think that was kind of the half that I heard the first time. So mm-hmm. when I say I've heard the book one and a half times, I think it ended on habit three. Okay. So then yeah. the next three and well, four habits are are not as quick for me to recall compared to these. Right. So I'm yeah. excited to re- visit them yeah me too and tie them all together awesome well like i said we're uh maybe we'll start scheduling these recording sessions so you guys can count on us being there on uh every monday uh maybe at a more specific time so all right we'll talk to you guys next week peace out 
Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.